What's going on everybody? It's your host Rafael Matuszewski and today no video, no you know demos of exercises that are gonna fix your issues and no presentation styled episode, just me shooting the shit with you guys. So the thing I wanted to bring up today is I was kind of going through and I've been doing this lately is going through my old podcast episodes and looking at what um, episodes or topics I covered. And it's interesting because like, if you've been following my work, I've been doing a lot of um, compilation episodes where I'll put similar topics all together and it becomes like a guide. And what's interesting though is like, even if the episode was a year ago, and I was having a conversation with one of my trainers about just training in general, and I realized that even just a year ago, a lot of the thought processes processes I have in my head have changed, not drastically, but have changed in a way that if I utilize what I know today with the same individual I was working a year ago, I would have get them to their goals that much faster. And I think that's kind of the double-edged sword when it comes to continuing education because if you've followed me for a long time or know me personally, you understand that I do a lot of continuing education and I'm learning nonstop. And the issue with that is that I start looking back and this is where this whole idea of this episode comes back to is um my old episodes i'm like oh i can add more things like all the um main meat and potatoes of the information are still valid and still great to follow but it's like i can expand on so many things and one of the episodes in particular which is going to be the topic of this episode is what to do when you're injured and in that first episode and eventually I put them I'll put them together but um one of the reasons why I wanted to go down this path and do a part two to it is a lot of people don't understand that even if you are dealing with an injury no matter what it is there are ways around it as long as you understand the things that could go wrong And I always make this analogy where, you know, we know more about our cars than our own body. You know what? I'm going to actually update that um, analogy too. We know more about our phone's capabilities and we know more about the iPhone 14 specs than our own body and how it's supposed to work, which is a very scary thought because... We live in our bodies every single day and somehow survive with the amount of abuse we put on it. And when it comes to getting injured, you're like, oh, shit, like, what do I do now? Like, everything I do hurts. And the biggest change and shift I've seen in my career, especially this past year, year and a half, I've been getting a lot of new clients coming in where they've been consistent in the gym, but their injury that they experience is just preventing them from doing anything. Or an individual that's always been consistent in the gym, but had a old injury 
or something in their body constantly flaring up. So they kind of go through this um, vicious cycle of like being super consistent, then falling off the wagon, being super consistent, falling off the wagon because their injuries preventing them from getting to where they want to be. And that consistent taking time off to let the injury settle down ends up taking them not a step back or two, but like 10. Because the moment they come back to the gym, they're like, okay, I need to take it easy to make sure that my injury doesn't flare up. And then they're constantly going to physio, chiro, massage, and it still doesn't fix the problem. And I think that's where I fit in so well. And this is something I've been... You know, talking about forever and passionate about forever is being the bridge between rehab that you traditionally see in um, physio land, chiro land, RMT land, to where most people fall into is personal training and things like that. There's always that gray area of, I call it like, purgatory rehab where you don't know if you can go back to the gym to do the stuff that you really enjoy but instead you're like okay I'm going to continually see treatment which again I'm not bashing treatment it is so vital for us but what people don't understand is when you actually dig deep into the literature and if you ask any physio in Cairo they will agree with me 100% is that in order for you to actually get out of pain and stay out of pain the exercise component is the most vital thing treatment whether it's manual therapy dry needling or chiropractic adjustments whatever it is it is there to take you out of acute pain it's going to take you out of that acute stage where you can, you know, get by through your day. But if you want to perform at your best, that's where the exercise component comes in. But on top of that, there's another layer to it is like, what exercise do you do to ensure that you don't fuck up your shit? And that's basically what I do is I run something called a functional range assessment, which is a pretty thorough assessment that looks at the joint capacity of each joint. And if you look at a hierarchy, at least in my opinion, and what I see is that, and this is how I kind of explain to clients or people I talk to in the industry, is like if you look at your body and you had to put a hierarchy of importance you would probably agree with me that the stuff on the inside of our body is probably really important because it's protected. So an example of that is your brain. It's connected to everything that you do and provides you with decision-making and it's, you know, encased with like this skull thing to protect it. So you would probably agree with me that it's pretty important. Um, If you look at things like your heart, your lungs, well protected by your rib cage and all the surrounding organs and tissues and things like that. Um, And if you kind of dig deeper into how our brain is responsible for providing movement and reacting to the environment in front of us, 
and I'm, I'm going to bring this back. Don't worry. Like I know I'm kind of going off the rails here, but the moment you start going down into the study of anatomy and you start understanding that your brain is the main driver for everything you do, and then your brain branches out into something called your nervous system, which is the gatekeeper to everything that you do. And when someone's going through an injury or pain, that nervous system is going to for sure regulate everything you do. And then when you start digging even deeper, you start to understand that that nervous system expands all across your body, but has a very deep connection to every single major joint in your body, like your shoulder, your thoracic spine, your lumbar spine, your hips, your elbows, wrists, everything. So if we go on this concept of what is the hierarchy of importance of our body and we make our way down to our joints that is regulated by our nervous system and brain to produce movement and life, then in my mind, it would make sense for us to place a huge emphasis on joint health. And what most people call this is mobility training. But I have actually started to stop referring to this concept as mobility training because it's not so much about, oh, look at me, I can move my shoulder behind my head without pain and I can do all these fun things. Rather than I'm going to start referring to it as joint strength. Because again, if you also go down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out the um, definition of strength, it's incomplete. And when you go down the rabbit hole of figuring out strength standards, it's also incomplete. So when I start looking at what are the options for people with an injury, then it makes sense to me to go down this hierarchy of importance of our body and for anything musculoskeletal, which is what we're talking about today and has everything to do with um, the fitness and health world, joint health should be your number one priority. And when dealing with an injury, you mostly, like most most of the time, your issue is at, a, at the connective tissue level. If you look at Every injury out there, majority of the time, is a connective tissue issue. That was an awesome way of saying that. Um, so I go down this rabbit hole of like, you know, someone comes to me and they have low back pain. I run through their assessment and no surprise, their hip mobility is far from terrible. It's just like it's not where it should be. Like they don't actually have a hip. And if, again, you go down the rabbit hole of what a functioning hip is and you take an individual through all the motions that a hip should do and it's barely there and it's functioning at like 20%, then it's in your best interest to make that hip as functional as possible and not go, well, I really like back squatting, so I'm going to continue to back squat but the back squat is probably what's got you in this position right now where something keeps flaring up. Because if you go down this whole checklist of prerequisites, what's 
needed in a well um, designed program for a back squat, most people don't have the prerequisites to do that motion. And, you know, I used to be, and I still am, but something to, I'm going to go off a little bit, but something to understand about me that I've picked up the past couple of years is that, you know, I have something in front of me. Say it's an injury, say it's a programming thing, whatever it is, but sometimes when you look at it and you focus on it, I kind of want to go into an approach where I want to be like Google Maps, where I can click that, you know, minus sign where it keeps expanding to show me more of the area that I'm looking at. And the more I can go to a point where I have this huge map of everything surrounding the area that I'm dealing with, the better I'm going to understand. So I've been very much so expanding my view on how I approach things. So what I'm getting at here is like, you know, we have prerequisites for movement for certain exercises that we do. But what now I'm looking at is, does this individual in front of me that's complaining that they have pain due to X, Y, and Z have the tissue prerequisites to do the things that they want to do? What do I mean by that? When I ask your hip to go into flexion for a back squat, do all the surrounding tissues around the hip that run down to the knee, that run down to the ankle, that run down to the foot, have the prerequisites to generate enough force and activate to produce the movement that you're asking your brain to do. And most of the time, it's no. Most of the time, when I have someone with a 20% hip, they have no concept of what tissues should be working when and where. And this can go down a whole other rabbit hole of another episode, but what I see the most is, one, people don't have the tissue qualities that they should, and they also have no idea how to move that said joint that we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes um, through space and time. So then you ask your body to produce a movement that's also loaded and you wonder why things start hurting. It's not rocket science. But this is goes back to the kind of first thing that I was talking about is that most people have no idea that their bodies are not capable of doing certain things. It's not until I put them through the functional range assessment and they're like, oh, shit, that's bad. Like the amount of times I get people to do hip adduction actively and they're like, fuck, why is that so hard? And I'm like, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be difficult for someone to lie down on their side and put their whole leg into adduction. Like a lot of your adductors are pretty vital to a lot of lower body exercises out there. And when it comes to producing movements like the back squat or deadlift, walking lunges, these things matter. But for some reason, 
the this thought process never crosses people's minds. So maybe what I'm going to get into now is the options that you have. Like I said in the first episode of this concept of if you have an injury, here's what to do. You first seek out a professional like a physiotherapist or a chiropractor that understands the active population. In my experience, a lot of the younger chiros and physios coming out of school understand that spending more time with the patient and getting them onto a specific exercise routine for their injury will give you better results than kind of going to an older individual that's kind of set in their ways. But again, I'm not trying to stab at anyone with this, but that's just in my experience. And the second biggest thing that I did not really emphasize in part one of this that I recorded over a year ago is getting a thorough assessment done by, say, myself or another trainer that thinks along the same lines as I do. Because they will give you options and also educate you. And this is the thing that I realized um, most recently is that when I do an assessment, one, I always go over time than an hour. And it's due to because I have so much to say about the person of, you know, why their injury is flaring up and what they can do about it. Like, I would probably say 50% of my assessment is education and the other 50 is actually putting the person through the assessment. And then every single time I run out of time because I, I just try to give as much information as possible. But the biggest thing that I love seeing is that when I do that, people start really understanding like, oh shit, that makes so much sense. And I'm not saying that I've stumbled upon the holy grail of things, but I really understand that this specific assessment when it comes to exercise options, it gives you a little bit more. And then with my background as a trainer for the last 12 years, putting these two things together makes a you know, a high standard of um, results. And then the third thing that comes out of this is just getting the client to implement the changes needed. The people that take my advice and follow my protocols to a T, they start getting out of pain so quickly to a point where they're injured hip or shoulder becomes stronger than their non-effective one. And people tend to forget how adaptable our bodies are. Like even you could have been through multiple surgeries, multiple car accidents, and haven't exercised for 10 years, and you start implementing exercise into your life, You'd be surprised how much your body will adapt and change for the better. But the biggest struggle for a lot of people is figuring out what they should be doing. And the shitty part of my industry is that social media makes a platform for anyone 
with a voice and can spew whatever they want. And then you get a lot of these online trainers creating cookie cutter programs for everyone to do. And, you know, probably 90% of it is decent, but that 10% that's probably not for you and you may have a history of injuries, that 10% will act upon your body like 100%. And that's where people don't understand why an online training program that you just buy from somebody that may be $19 or $10 because of Black Friday is probably not going to put you in the right direction. And I get it because sometimes people don't place a standard or a high emphasis for their health and they don't want to spend a lot of money on it. But I always go back to this analogy where, hey, you know, I need to do my plumbing in my house because the pipe burst. I could 100% probably go on YouTube and find a tutorial on how to do it and do an okay job on it. But I know down the line that pipe will probably break again making me spend more money and more of my time once again rather than just hiring someone that's a professional to do it for me and have that peace of mind that everything's taken care of but for some reason people want to go down the hard way and just repeat the process but to maybe end this if you are dealing with an injury right now and you're not seeing a physio, chiro, RMT, 100% you do that right now. Second, you find a very well-experienced trainer like myself that has a lot of experience training clients with injuries and getting a thorough assessment. And in that assessment, they should tell you most likely your shoulder pain is due to these factors based on this assessment. And these are the exercises you should be doing, and these are the ones that you should not be doing. If you do not have an experience like that, then this trainer is not for you. If you are an individual that is looking for more help, and again, this is not like a selfish plug for me, like I am more than happy to help because I've done multiple online assessments, and with our day and age with zoom and facetime you name it it's really easy to get people moving and seeing how their body affects you know their injured area or whatever they're dealing with so if you are looking for help feel free to reach out um i know this was a lot to take in so i apologize if it was a little much but um that's going to be it for me thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening to me ramble And hopefully you guys picked up your copy on Black Friday of my book. If not, going to have to wait until next year. Um, That's it for me, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.